Welcome and good morning. This is Tamara. I am currently at home in the Hudson Valley, New York, and this is the very first episode of The Birth of a Mother. So I'm so excited that you found your way here. I want to begin by welcoming you. And this is going to be a little bit different from the rest of the episodes in this season. Um, I wanted to just take a moment to introduce myself, to introduce the origins and birth of this podcast, and then to talk about what you can expect from this very first season. So first of all, who am I? I'll give you a little little snippet of that. Um, I am a mother of two. I have two children who are five and two. I am a wife. Um, I'm also the co-founder of Tend, a company that is creating sacred spaces to tend to the childbearing journey. So both that company and this podcast were born out of my own experience becoming a mother. So I became pregnant for the first time with my son uh, a little over five years ago. And I was really excited to become pregnant. I was 31. I was newly married. I didn't know what what lay ahead or what to expect, but I felt like it was going to be this big, momentous transformation in my life. And it didn't seem like there was any containers to hold me and to support that. So I did kind of what any good millennial would do. I turned to Google. I searched, what books do you read when you're pregnant? What do you do when you're pregnant? Um, I was looking for some kind of advice and, I don't know, maybe naively imagined that there was this group of grandmothers and aunties and sisters that was going to emerge from some secret hiding place in the universe and take my hand and tell me all the secrets about what to do and what to expect. And that was not at all what I found. So here's what I found on Google. I found the minute physical details of how my baby would grow over the course of the next nine months and what piece of fruit they would most closely resemble, um, which was interesting and a little bit bizarre. I found every possible symptom and complication that I was going to feel. And then I found exhaustive lists of rules that I was supposed to follow and then all the stuff I needed to buy. And I noticed after a couple hours of this initial Googling that I was feeling really overwhelmed and really anxious and a little bit afraid about the journey that lay ahead. Now, I have a background in yoga and meditation, so I was able to just kind of stop and take a breath and notice like, hmm, isn't it really interesting that before all of this Googling and researching, I felt excited, I felt uncertain I felt kind of this open expansiveness. And after my Googling, I felt anxious, afraid, overwhelmed. So I made a decision that that was not the experience that I wanted to have. And I made a promise to myself in that moment that I was not going to read the popular books about pregnancy. I was going to, as much as I could, stay away from Google And I was going to embark on a journey that really would honor the experience that my body was inviting me into. Now, I had no idea what that actually meant um, or what that would look like. I had no idea of the mother that I was going to become or the child that I was growing inside of me. But I knew that this was a really sacred and special moment in my life. And I wanted to be present 
to what was about to unfold. So I I kind of embarked on, on a learning journey. I ordered a ton of books um, that were not pregnancy and birth books, but books about feminine rites of passage, feminist books about embodiment and reproductive justice. I spoke with midwives. I spoke with wisdom keepers. I spoke with friends and peers. And over the course of my pregnancy, I pieced together a journey that felt really connected, really deep, um, really transformational, um, and really beautiful. Part of what my hope is on this podcast is to share what I learned in the course of those conversations and to offer that anyone out there can create a beautiful experience for themselves, but it might take a little bit more work because our culture is not set up to give you uh, an empowering experience. And actually the whole way that we are oriented to relating to ourselves and to the medical establishment, we're actually giving a lot of our sovereignty away. Nobody can give you an empowered, beautiful experience. This is something that is within our own sovereignty to create. And when I say empowering and beautiful, I, I'm not talking about having control over everything that's going to happen um, because a big part of the journey also is about releasing control. Birth to me was a complete re-education. It was taking kind of all of the skills and traits that I had learned in the course of my 30 years of being what I considered to be professionally successful and empowered in the world, kind of all of those characteristics and traits of being self-sufficient and being efficient with my time and productive, I really had to let go of a lot of those and relearn how to integrate a whole new skill set into my life. Slowing down, uh, opening, being open to receive, um, dreaming, non-linear thinking, creativity, like all of these things had kind of gone dormant in me for a long time. And I think at the beginning of pregnancy, I was still kind of in this mindset of ascension and achievement that I was going to have this goal to birth this baby. And that there was going to be steps that I could take that would kind of lead me on this upward trajectory towards achieving a goal. <laughs> the journey ended up being one in the exact opposite direction. For me, it was about how much could I let go of my expectations? How much could I slow down and connect in with my own body and experience instead of comparing it to, to those around me or to stories that I had heard? How much could I just be present to myself? And in that being present, I was led deeply into opportunities to heal my relationship with my body, to heal my relationship with my mom and my grandma and my female ancestors, to heal my relationship with feminine community, to heal my relationship with being vulnerable and asking for help and asking for support. I see the journey of life as this cycle, this like cycle that can go down and this cycle that can go up and this cycle that is always moving. It was peeling back more layers of 
a lot of inner work that had started before becoming pregnant. The, the other strange thing I noticed in my own journey was how I had imagined pregnancy as this siloed experience. So I think we do this a lot in our cultures, like you become pregnant and suddenly you're kind of put off to the side of the imagination. You're put off to the side of popular culture. It's not related to anything else and anything that has come before. And that also started to seem kind of absurd and ridiculous. My journey was intimately related to my entire life up until that point as a woman who bled every month. It was intimately related to my first experience of menstruation. It was intimately related to my relationship with my female ancestors. And I imagine um, looking ahead at friends who are a little bit further down the path of life than me, that it is going to be intimately related to my experience of menopause and ultimately my experience of death. These rites of passage that we undergo, these initiations that the body invites us into are connected with the whole of ourselves and actually the whole of life. Um, so that's another part of this project is that reintegration and reconnection of all of the ways that we really severed our relationship with ourselves, with each other, and with life more broadly. So when it got down to actually giving birth, um, uh, this is going to be a little bit embarrassing to share, but I, I had imagined going into the experience that I was going to be really good at giving birth. Um, I had a background in yoga and meditation, as I previously shared, and I thought that I'd, I'd watched a documentary about orgasmic birth. You know, I didn't think that I was holding a lot of fear around the process. Um, I felt very well supported, and I imagined that I was going to go in, kind of find like the perfect yoga pose and achieve this state of transcendence where I didn't feel any pain and everything was beautiful. Um that also was not at all how the experience played out. And in fact, it was, again, a journey in the complete opposite direction. Um, instead of transcendence, I was led inescapably back into my body, into every minute physical sensation, back into an excruciating amount of pain and what that pain did was concentrate my attention so acutely in the present moment that I, I couldn't escape or go anywhere else. So I couldn't go into ideas about what the future was going to look like or ideas about the past. I was just there with every breath, with every movement of my son's head descending in my pelvis, with my husband's foot that I was <laughs> desperately clutching onto. Um, and I remember at the end of it, um, once my, my son's head finally came out and, and then eventually his body, the first emotion that I felt was just this huge sense of relief, like, oh, thank God that is over. Um, and then in the wake of that relief, this huge sense of like, oh my God, I can't believe that that is how human beings are born. I can't believe that other women have gone through that experience. I, and I can't believe that everyone I know is not lined up around my bed to ask me about this incredible thing that I just experienced. And how come I've never thought to ask anyone about this experience before? I never asked anyone who was pregnant about their pregnancy or birth experiences. 
and I was kind of at the front end of my friend group. So I didn't have any close friends that had um, given birth before. Well, I did have some close friends who were 15 to 20 years older than I was, and they had shared their experiences, but I felt like kind of this pioneer uh, in in my own generational um, peer circle. So there's so much more to say. That's kind of a brief a brief overview of some of the insights that I got in my pregnancy experience. But I, I came away from that just thinking like, wow, there was so much to explore, so much to say, so much to talk about. And I didn't actually have language to share or describe what I had been through. And I had never heard anyone use language to talk about or describe their pregnancy and birth experiences in any deep way. A lot of the conversations that I had been exposed to or heard were kind of superficial or or medical. It was kind of contained to these are the symptoms that I felt or birth as like a maybe just like a, a play by play of this happened and this happened, but not any real insight into the inner experience of what those events touched or ignited in in a particular person. Um, and so I thought back to a lot of studying that I'd done about rites of passage. And there's a, a wonderful mythologist named Martin Shaw who writes about rites of passage. And in the hero's journey, in a traditional framework rite of passage, he says that the return, so this is the point after the hero has been severed from their original landscape, thrust into this new world, gone on all of these adventures, and then returned home to the community or place that they left, Martin Shaw says that the return is actually the most important part of the journey. Um, the, the person coming back and being met by their community and getting to sit around a campfire and tell the story of where they've been. And he says, if you don't have that community to welcome you back and you don't get to tell that story, you actually don't get to integrate any of the wisdom from what you've just experienced and learned. And that hit me so deeply because I feel like that is where we're at in our pregnancy and birth experiences. We haven't had the communities, the listeners, and the language to actually describe and start to make sense of our own journeys of where we've been. And so we haven't gotten to hold on to the depth and the profound wisdom that we have to offer ourselves, each other, and our culture and world at large. This is not like light, fluffy, mundane stuff. This is deep spiritual wisdom. The other thing I want to say about that is we are living in a time when a lot of our institutions that have held the authority on meaning and depth um, women have been excluded from positions of power in those institutions. And so, well, so, okay, let me tell you a story about this. I was in my third trimester of pregnancy with my son. My husband and I were on this baby moon driving around. We were listening to a book on tape that was James Finley talking about Meister Eckhart. Um, this will tell you a little bit about what my husband and I like to do for fun. And, uh, and so we were listening to James Finley. We were listening to the um, Meister Eckhart is a Christian mystic. And one of the lines that James Finley said that Meister Eckhart said was, I am not God, but I am not separate from God. So we, we paused the, the book on tape and was like, okay, let me listen to that again. 
I am not God, but I am not separate from God. This is one of those things of non-dual wisdom where at first glance, it doesn't seem like both statements could be true. And yet, like intuitively, they both feel like they could be true. So I was listening to this and I felt my son kick inside of my belly. And I thought like, I am not my baby, but I'm also not separate from my baby. And this wave came over me that these like spirit, deep spiritual truths that the mind can think about and ponder over and like get lost in all of these uh, like interesting rabbit holes, that these were not just things for intellectual consideration, that this was an embodied reality that I was invited into at this particular moment in my life. I was not just thinking this thought, I was experiencing it in every cell of my body, this non-dual truth of being two and also one. Um, and I hadn't heard anyone, any you know, spiritual teacher certainly ever talk about that. Um, the female body as a lost wisdom tradition, the female body as a portal into experiencing the great mysteries of being alive. And I was kind of pissed. I'm still a little bit pissed about it, but I am also excited about it because it means we get to explore and reclaim and tell those stories. And that is a great antidote for so much that is wrong in our world and our culture, for so much that is out of alignment in our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with each other, our relationship with the earth and the natural world. If we could actually start living from a place of knowing how intimately connected we are, not because it sounds good in a theoretical way, but because our bodies actually create and birth each other. Like everyone that exists and lives in the world today was gestated and born from someone else's body. Like that, that's incredible. Um, so there's all these like fundamental foundational truths to the nature of reality and existence that we don't, we haven't really thought about. At least I'll speak for myself. I never really thought about that. I never really contemplated that. Birth is this invitation into the origins of who we are. And it holds clues into who we are as human beings that we might have forgotten. We're not isolated individuals alone in the universe. And I can remember having that thought in my 20s that caused me great existential angst. Like, oh my God, it's just, it's me out here in a big black void. After becoming pregnant, I remember entertaining that thought and it seemed completely absurd to me because I could remember the feeling of my son's body inside my own and that intimacy, that relationship, even after he was birthed and separate from me in some way, the intimacy remained and it helped me feel a greater intimacy with all of humanity and with all of life. Um, so that's what's on opportunity here. It's this invitation into our own aliveness. This very first season, Conversations with Elders, I want to invite you into that inner circle of the people who really held and supported me, who helped me gestate some of these ideas in my own pregnancy and birth experiences. They are amazing 
powerhouses of wisdom. Many of them are kind of irreverent, um, which I think is the best of both worlds to be able to hold the sacred and the irreverent in the same hand. Um, We'll speak with a non-denominational minister, my good friend Ash. We'll speak with my friend Therese, who is a women's wisdom keeper and embodied practitioner. Um, We'll speak with my uncle Daryl, who is a Diné healer um, and holds so much beautiful wisdom about birth and life and ceremony that was taught to him from his grandparents. Um, We'll speak with my midwife, Sarita, who is a badass from the hills of Appalachia, from the the mountains of Appalachia. We'll speak with my friend Deanne, who is a historian of birth. And then we'll also speak with my own mom and grandma to give some comedic relief, I hope, to this podcast um, for their eyes to glaze over when I start talking about all of the, you know, spiritual truths of the universe. I think they'll add a good dose of like, what the hell are you talking about? So the last things I want to say is that this is not about any one of us, but it's about all of us together. And it's about each of us reclaiming our centrality in our own life story. And in doing so, in taking that place of center and grounding and rooting into our own sovereignty, to our own body, to our own life story, we reclaim our place of belonging together in this ecosystem of life. And if you feel called to that, if you feel intrigued by that, if you feel a little bit like, hmm, I don't know about that, you are welcome here. There is a place for you. Um, There is a place for your own explorations, a place for your own wisdom that you have learned from your journey. When I say the word wisdom, I don't mean like some lofty, you know, it, it always looks good and sounds good. And this is like the most profound thing you've ever heard. I see wisdom as being different from knowledge in that knowledge is information that we have to go outside of ourselves to acquire. We have to read a book. We have to talk to an expert. We have to like obtain or consume knowledge. Wisdom is the knowing that life invites us into. We all have wisdom because we've all walked a journey in this life. Um, So it is the, the truths and lessons that are hard won, that are not always pretty, that are kind of a, a mess most of the time. Um, that's the like, that's the good, rich stuff that we want to dig around in, you know? That's the stuff that we're rooted in. That is the reality of life that is not an upward trajectory of success, that is this deep dive into the dirt and the earth and the compost of our experience that feeds and nourishes the new life and this cycle of birth and death that continues our existence here as human beings, as creatures of this planet. So my intention and prayer is that I can offer some ideas that might spark something inside of you, that might connect you back to your own intuitive knowing and wisdom and life force. Um, that I can offer some language that might resonate for your own experience and that together we can start a conversation that really changes the way that we talk about pregnancy, birth, motherhood, parenthood in our culture. Because right now it's really focused on pathology. It's really focused on medicalization. Um, 
this is not accidental. We'll get into this in, in one of our episodes where we talk about the history of birth in our culture, but the history of birth is the history of racism, classism, and sexism embodied in our medical institution. And we gotta unlearn some of that shit so that we can create something better that actually nourishes ourselves, that actually nourishes our children and our families and our communities and life. Um, so this is about remembering who we are as women, as human beings, remembering who we are not, what beliefs, practices, ways of relating are not serving us. Birth holds all of the clues. So let's dive in and explore it together. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being in this shared space with me. Um, I'm really excited to embark on this journey together and you belong, you have a place here. So welcome and let's get started. Before pregnancy and birth were branded as medical events, before doctors and technology took the starring roles in our collective cultural drama, birth was honored as an experience of transformation. Through it, women were transformed into mothers. Couples were transformed into families cultures and the cosmos were wholly renewed. I want to invite you on a journey to reimagine pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. I hope you will feel inspired by the rich tradition of community care and collective wisdom that exists within and between us all, and come to see pregnancy, birth, and motherhood as experiences of revolutionary potential that are essential to our thriving as a human family. I'm your host, Tamara Day Shriver. This is the birth of a mother.